0: yo what is up everybody welcome back to the Eighty Twenty series new episodes released every monday at 8 20 a.m i'm your host jeremy and i'm daniel and on this podcast we like to break down what we call the 20 factor the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do
1: what is up everybody welcome back to the best podcast in the world <laughs> <laughs> i like that yo yo we gotta support man so what's on the agenda today? Happy Friday, by the way, Jeremy. Yeah, dude, happy Friday. We made it through another week. Thank you guys for all the love and support from the previous podcast with Trong. Like, dude, we posted the reel. That thing went viral. Trong has a heart of gold. So honestly, I'm happy for everything coming to him. It's been amazing watching him grow. Yeah, no,
0: And it went viral in terms of a uh, winner's collective metrics. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't <laughs> want people to be go on our
0: Instagram and be like, bro. This is not viral, what is <laughs> but for our own metrics, it went viral, but it's crazy, bro. It's October 1st. Did you realize that? Yeah. That's absolutely nuts, dude. Time is going by so fast. That literally means there's, including this month, three months left in the year. That's it. Wow. Oh yeah, dude. And we should also give a shout out to the people who have donated for this podcast as well.
1: Oh yeah. you know his name off the top? Um, I mean, should we say his name or should we keep Oh, right, let's keep it anonymous for now. But hey, if you want us to, let us know. I don't know if you want us to, but thank you so much for the donation and the support, man. That means a ton. Like you're, you are like the reason we're here right now because that's a physical, tangible thing. And we appreciate you so much. Yeah, 100%. And uh,
0: Jeremy and I are constantly brainstorming every week on ways to improve the podcast. And one thing we've been brainstorming is trying to add some uh, video content to it. And so, you know,
1: we'll see fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed, dude. (laughs) So for today's podcast, the theme of it is going to be this. If you have no degree, no education, no talent, what can you do right now to develop something that can be a foundation for you? So to give you a little background too, I kind of tell this to everybody. I'm like, there's not a lot of money but a lot of money in the world right now. Like you see a very very big gap between those in poverty and those up at the top. Like it for for some reason everyone at the top just has this like continuous flow of money and it's it's like water. But mm-hmm. for everyone on the other side it's like it's so hard to come by. So with it being 2021 and with the internet being so prevalent, like I feel like there's different outlets that maybe I know of, maybe Daniel knows of, or maybe you guys are aware of and know of too, if you want to share that, if you want to reach out to us, DM us, whatever. But like, it's this communication here that we're going through the process of sharing that we may be able to uncover in this podcast.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a good question. Uh, I mean, to answer that, I think ultimately first, it just comes down to what, you want to invest your time into right like what you're interested because you're right there's so many different ways to make money these days it's absolutely crazy i swear i hear from somebody different how much money they've been making doing this or that like it changes every week you know it's like dogecoin one week it's like real estate another it's like uh content creation a different week and it's just absolutely insane yeah and the crazy thing is like all of these are opportunities that you could uh dive into but i think ultimately it just comes down to um what you want to spend your time in you know because like even for me like i'd be curious to hear your thoughts too jeremy Mm -hmm. but it's like if we were to sit here and say okay let me rewind back to 20 11 or 2012 right? right and say okay if i could invest my time into something what would you invest it in to be honest i don't know how to answer that right now like i need to sit back and think about it because there's literally so many different things to do yeah but i feel like the first question is like what do you want to invest a lot of your time into because i feel like if it's not something you enjoy you're going to get burnt out quick oh yeah and like the first hardship on it it's, it's just going to be so discouraging that you're going to want to move on to something else Yep. so i feel like that's the first important question to answer
1: yeah so it's funny because If I had to go back in time to 2011, 2012 and knowing everything I know now, I would easily say I would have been a pro gamer. I would have not listened to my parents. I would have just kept on playing games because you remember that app AOL? Yes. So there's another app called Xfire. I don't know. I've never heard of that. So Xfire is like this chat thing that integrates into games. So whether you're playing Counter-Strike. Or you're playing Maple Story, League of Legends, like X Fire will integrate, the chat will pop up in game and you can kind of like reply to like your friends or homies playing other games and you can see them playing other games and then still be like in game of whatever it is, right? Right, right. So the cool thing with X Fire is it was tracking my hours. And I was doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah. I was doing mad hours on this. Like, like how much is mad <laughs> hours, bro? Like maybe 14 hours a day holy shit a day a day do like okay so for example maple story at that time max level was 200 i Mm -hmm. believe and we only had up to i'm like nerding out right here like uh the third job class so i had i think about five characters Uh uh-huh all over level 120 all at the third job class above just cuz i thought it was fun right. and if you if anyone is listening right now and you played maple story in the dark days in the early days you know from 0 to 70 it's a grind bro it's like it takes a minimum of like maybe uh 2 months straight And you're just playing, playing, playing. You're doing the same thing, same repetitive action. You're putting these hotkeys and just going at it. I mean, you could hack, you could do a bot and like do this, but I was just, I was literally playing.
0: Wait, how old were you at this time?
1: I think I was in middle school. Damn. So you would, didn't, weren't your parents like get off the computer? Dude, all the, all the time, all the time. But so my work around that was like, all right, if they catch me playing right now, I'm gonna wake up early Uh and no one had to fucking tell me, but I would wake up at freaking 6, sometimes 5 a.m. Damn. to hop on the computer to play video games because I just loved it that much. And it, like, It's like right now, how motivated are you to wake up at 5 or 6? I mean, shoot, I'd have to want something pretty badly to yeah. do that. Yeah. And the craziest thing is at that time, I didn't have a cell phone. I, If I set an alarm, my parents would wake up with it because yeah. it's an alarm. I woke up myself like how like I can't even imagine doing that right now to like self wake up at 5 a.m. That's that's crazy, bro. No, but that's funny because <laughs> I mean, there was a time where I was
0: like super into Counter Strike as well. And every time my parents would tell me to study, I would go upstairs onto the computer and I would uh, load up steam. Dude, right. But then, like I'd be playing it when I'm supposed to be fucking studying. And then I yeah. swear my parents would like open the door really quick and do control alt delete you know and it go yes. back to the main window i'd be like oh shit you know they'd be like what are yeah, you doing i would be calm. like uh
1: I'm, I'm studying you know but like yeah. that's crazy bro 14 hours a day dude dude i i would just like be in my little dungeon like on the computer playing these games and i would just go at it and i i would not even see the sunset rise or or anything and the only time i stopped to eat was if dinner was good but if not like uh, Costco at the time had these dinner rolls and oh, they were like yeah. these huge bags, you know? I would take the whole bag in the room and just <laughs> eat that all. Like I would finish a bag a day. Damn. And no one had to tell me like show up to play video games. I just did it. I loved it. I was so into it. Wait, so did you play in college too? In college, I actually did a little. So okay. that kind of took away from like social time. But at that time- uh, League of Legends was really prevalent. Like they were launching their tournaments and like Challenger tier and stuff and I was like super into it but yeah. college Wi-Fi sucks so much and I was just lagging. I was getting frustrated. I didn't even have like my full desktop because yeah. uh, thank you dad. Dad got me a laptop but it wasn't like Strong enough to like render and keep up with the speeds that league was going at, right. so it kind of moved me away from it. And that mindset too was like, bro, there's no, there's no career in this like game. Like I have to focus on the degree that I'm here for. Like this is supposed to be for fun. Right. But knowing everything I know now, like bro, our school, our college, UCI has an entire esports program. Yeah, now. I remember. Like you can have a yeah. Like when we graduated, yeah, they opened that whole pub and they have the whole thing here. And one of the biggest uh e-gamers i think her name is pokimane Mm -hmm. she she gave uci a scholarship right and like she sponsors that scholarship for people trying to freaking do gaming for a living and it's like that's an actual thing now but in our time it, it wasn't and it's like imagine if i like just was able to believe in myself that much and continued to pursue that thing like the when you have a love for something that far ahead it's like no one can take that away from you and that's like the foundation for anything right right
0: and that's an interesting point right because half the time like all that stuff is not something that you could um predict right because like for example you saying you loved gaming but as soon as you got to college, I'm sure there was, like, an internal conflict where you're like, man, I love gaming, but I got to focus on my career so I could get a job and make money after yeah. I graduate, yeah. right? But then it's like, man, if you stuck with it because you loved it, it could have been a completely different place. And, like, that's the same thing with things like investments, like Bitcoin or whatever. Oh, because, my God. I mean, personally for me, I had no idea what Bitcoin was right. when I was in college. I know you mentioned to me that you invested at the time when we were at UCI because, you know, somebody told you about it, but I didn't even know anything about it. Right. And so like stuff like that too, it's like, man, I wish I had the opportunity to know about it. So I could have had the opportunity to invest in it. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I would have invested because I don't know. Yeah. Like it's easy to look back and say, Oh yeah, I would, I would have invested. But in reality, like you, you don't know.
1: Yeah. So you don't, yeah. I'm going to tell you, this is a wild, wild story. Yeah. So, In MapleStory, like, you can buy cash items, right? Uh Oh, I heard this. Yeah, so, like, one of my homies, not playing MapleStory, he was playing World of Warcraft, even bigger game. Yeah. So, like, you can do the cash items, too, but sometimes you want to buy a physical item that you can't pay for in cash, and someone else has it, but they're willing to sell it to you, like, hardcore cash. Like, how do you get point A to point B in cash? The transaction was Bitcoin. Yeah, dude. I heard. This is food. (laughs) uh, He bought a dagger for
0: 1,000 Bitcoin. Yeah. Weren't people like selling skins and stuff? Yeah. Like weapons and
1: stuff. Yeah, But it's like, bro, can you imagine that? Like today, like whoever got that 1,000 Bitcoin, like you have a house. You have a house. Like this digital dagger,
0: 1,000 Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying, man. So it's like if you were to start something today and you have like no experience or no nothing then it's really just finding a, a topic or like a, a niche, a niche, however you say it, niche, yeah, niche. niche, niche that you're interested in. Yeah. Because there's so many and I feel like it just takes time, right? Like if you're a content creator, like sure, you know, you do that. Yeah. If you're, gamer sure you You do do that that. but just keep doing that or bro even if like i have friends who got their real estate license recently too and yeah they're doing that and they're making good money from that too and like i think that's really smart as well it's like yo there's a lot of people within your network yeah you can help them buy a house and you get a percentage of it yeah you know and so it's it's really just a matter of like man what do i want to invest my time in
1: yeah i mean to emphasize the real estate stuff too it's like i know imagine if you just focused and double down in the real estate game. And then you realize like maybe you're not closing as many clients as you want, but then Airbnb pops up. And because you're already in this niche, you figure out what is now called rental arbitrage, where you actually don't even own any of the places, right? But you rent it all out and you're making a killing. And yeah. you're seeing these TikTok gurus come out of this and it's just, they were already in that niche. And they were at the right place right time they heard about it and then something clicked in their brain and they were just like this is the new way to make money right right it's like dude yeah i've seen there's an asian guy out there. I think he's Korean too, actually. Oh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, right. About. The guy with the glasses. Yeah, God, he I don't talks know about names. how much money he makes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Literally owns zero properties, makes seven figures a year.
0: Like, how what? <laughs> Dude, and so that's the crazy thing, right? Cause like, yeah, you and me, we can sit here and like, fuck. I mean, I get FOMO from it, bro. Like, I'm like, damn, <laughs> all maybe the time. I mean, but then it's like, man, that's the opportunity cost of like a decision you make, right? Yeah. It's like if you choose a different career path, whether it's like a business, then you know, you lose out on another opportunity. You yeah, know, if you agree. choose uh, real estate, a lot of the capital you have is now in, in that avenue. And so yeah. anything else, it's, it's harder. And so, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so hard to say because it's like, you can choose so many different things and so many different things have the opportunity to make you money. It's just a matter of like, how long are you willing to stick through with it? You know? Cause yeah. like, even for yourself, bro, like entrepreneurship, dude, like it's hard, bro. And it's so takes hard time, you know? And like, I'm, op- I'm like openly ready to admit that like, bro, it took me years before, like I actually made some money off of a, a business after I left yeah. my corporate job, you know? And I'm not ashamed to admit that because it's fucking hard bro like yeah. there's a lot of overhead there's a lot of expenses and it takes time to build things and of yeah. course bro in the matter of like those three years it's like fuck dude what if i could have just studied this topic or like learn more about it you know but it's like bro i can't think like that because yeah the time invested into the business was how i got to where i'm at today and all the things i learned and so at that point it's just live and learn and move on and try to figure out, you know, how to grow whatever business you have or whatever passion, you know, you love to
1: do. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And then to that point, though, I feel like the best definition of it is what I've heard and what I preach to is luck is when, uh, proper preparation meets opportunity. So, Proper preparation is everything that you can do ahead of time. You can prepare. This is tangible. Everything that's in your hands. Mm -hmm. An opportunity is like Bitcoin for some reason trending or um, short form videos taking off or the real estate market. Popping off. But if you want to get to that part where you can call yourself lucky, like it doesn't happen by chance, actually. Like you actually have to have some type of foundation. So, with that note, I think on this podcast, like I kind of want to nail down, like, what are some of the proper preparation things that you can be doing? And I'll go right off the top of my head. One of the most valuable skill assets, in my opinion, right now is video editing Mm because social media is so powerful to the point that brands cannot ignore it and they have to figure out a way to get on here. Um, whether you're in real estate too, it's like, are are we gonna sit there and talk about a house or can I show you photos? But even with photos, it's like, uh, yeah, you you don't really have a good feel of it. Mm -hmm. How about a video? Video will literally give you a way better idea of what this place looks like and will you as a client actually go visit this house because you saw the video. Right. But this skill, in my opinion, will translate to so many different avenues. So in my opinion, if you're doing the proper preparation, who knows when that opportunity will come if you have video editing in your toolkit.
0: Right, right. No, I agree with that because any business that you do, you're right. A Video or any form of content is, is needed 100%. Yeah. And so that's definitely one avenue that if you were to invest your time into, it's definitely not going to be time wasted for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, And like, it's kind of taking in another approach too. It's like, I feel like a common characteristic that I've seen amongst like very successful individuals is their ability to predict or not predict but ability to understand trends and make thought out decisions right right and and that's like like you said bitcoin like it's crazy like the people who held on they probably had some something some innate feelings like some feeling in the bottom of their stomach that said hold on to this because it's going to become something and i i think that's pretty incredible too right or like the people who got into real estate you know, I'm sure or the people who fucking just recently during COVID, the people who bought used cars during COVID yeah. because they fucking knew that there would be a shortage of chips or whatever it may be now. And they're flipping that shit for like yeah. so much more money. And it's like things like this. I feel like it's always good to kind of like, I don't know about doing research, but always like thinking about things, you know, because yeah. like even for myself, bro, um pre like right at the start of COVID. You know, I know I talked about this a little bit with Randall, but I sold face masks. Yeah. You know, and like at the time they were cotton face masks. Yeah. And I'm sure you remember in the very beginning people were like, don't wear cotton face masks. That is literally not going to do shit for you. Bacteria is going to seep right through. You need surgical. <laughs> you need n <K95."> 95 Like <laughs> yeah. everybody was fucking saying that. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, like all those other products, they had shortages. You yeah. Know? Like you couldn't
1: get it. And so. So what's the next thing? Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> bro
0: cloth masks like bro people are wearing shirts like there's no shortage of that material yeah and do you really think somebody's gonna want to wear a can 95 mask when they go running on a treadmill in a gym probably not probably not you know? yeah. and like that was just like my thought process on it and i'm not gonna lie like it was a lot of luck too and it's a lot of yeah. like timing as well so yeah. i'm not gonna take full credit and say like oh my god like i was able to predict that because it yeah. wasn't it was just at the time i was looking at the current market i was looking at what was available and i was like man i think this is going to be an opportunity and yeah. so like i just feel like a lot of that helps too yeah but um i mean that just goes to show like the people who f- thought bitcoin was a great idea 10 years ago you know yeah and, like buying it at like i don't know you said like you knew people who bought it at, like a dollar right Or yeah it's like, like, fucking nuts
1: so i mean to your point there like you literally broke down the the whole definition of what i said with like get lucky because Again, if luck is when proper preparation meets opportunity, your preparation was you are already in the e-commerce space. Mm -hmm. You already knew where to go source these masks if you wanted to. And you knew how to ship these things, how to get them sold. Like if I wanted to do that, I have to sit there and research and figure all of that out first. So in that sense, maybe if you're listening to this right now as a listener, e-commerce, having an e-commerce background, learning how to do that, learning how to sell could be your preparation Mm -hmm. because for daniel i mean when that when the pandemic hit in a sense like the silver lining was this was the opportunity and it just kind of happened it was just like boom bam you you're there and actually i was when i was like brainstorming this podcast and i was looking up uh interesting jobs there was a title called forecaster Mm so it's literally what you're describing right now like someone will actually just sit there they look at the news and they look at what's happening left look at what's happening right and then with all their toolkit and knowledge be able to forecast right what something what what a brand's quarter may look like like right. as an apparel brand like oh man we're in a pandemic no one's going to the gym all the gyms are going to be closing let's hold off our best pieces right. and just drop like single clothes yeah instead of like an entire collection right or um, oh, sports centers are going to be closed too. Like, let's hold off these competitions and let's redirect sales and efforts into another direction until we can actually hold stadiums to open. Right, right. And to,
0: to keep going to this topic, it's like, I don't know if uh, you invest in stocks, Jeremy, but like even during COVID, there were so many of these opportunities we talked about right now. Like, for example, as soon as COVID happened, the market crashed, yeah. right? And there were people who bought the dip and they made a lot of money. Yeah. But there was also the people who said, oh, fuck, we're going into lockdown. I'm going to invest in ammunition companies and gun companies because that's when people were in lockdown, yeah. the yeah. riots were happening, yeah. and then the fucking sales went through the roof and the stocks Shh. for those, those companies went up. And then also the people who invested in glass companies because as soon as you know there were these social distancing guidelines, yeah. every restaurant you went into had these glass oh barriers and so those companies did really well and then the people who invested in moderna and pfizer before the vaccine like and so like all those things are opportunities for people to invest in if they you know sat down and and could think about all that yeah, you know, for yeah. me like I didn't I didn't invest in those companies I just did some research afterwards and I was like man there really was a lot of money to be made during that time yeah. if you just kind of like properly planned it and like took yeah. a couple risks and I I know you know there's a lot of like celebrities at the time who bought the dip in in terms of the stock stock market yeah. you know and yeah. like they they made a good amount of money off of it but it's crazy bro it's it is crazy. dude
1: yeah so as a listener forecasting I think that's actually a really big thing. And if you can learn to forecast in your niche or whatever you're interested in, that's going to set you up like way down the long run. Because right now it's so easy for me and Daniel to sit here and be like, yeah, that happened. It's (laughs) it's over here. But like when we were in that moment, like, bro, like our hearts were racing. Like, I remember you showed me like a, a stock that you were like, maybe this might be it, and yeah. I was like, I don't know. How much did you put in? Yeah, dude, should I match that? <laughs> I don't know, dude. And it's it's really scary. But when you like sit there and you do your research, you do your homework, and you really understand what you're getting yourself into, that is actually a career in itself. Yeah, it's a calculated risk, right? Like, yeah. there's no
0: guarantees, but if you can make a calculated risk, yeah, and it's worth it, you know.
1: Yeah, and then um another skill, valuable thing to have, in my opinion, is sales. And Mm, it's funny because when I say sales and being a salesman, I always think of the guy at the car dealership. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I just absolutely hate that guy. Like, you know, when you go into the dealership, he pressures you, he does this, he says that. And when it's time to close the deal, he's like, you know, I I can get you in for this. And it's like, why can you all of a sudden, like, give me a $4,000 discount. Like what, what happened? And why can't you make it six or next? And then you're like, dip out the door and he's like okay okay we'll give you ten thousand dollars on it's like bro like how these numbers is going up and down without like you even batting an eye so i think if you learn the art of sales and being able to pitch sales without actually having to conduct a sale that that in itself is a talent it's a skill and it'll lead into so many different industries like without me even realizing it i became the guy I hated. I became a salesman. Like when we talk about my business with online coaching, Mm. I'm selling programs. And by the end of the day, I have to actually be able to sell these things because otherwise I'm not going to have an income. And hearing how I speak to my clients and hearing how I interact with them too, I realized like I'm doing this in, uh, I'll compliment myself here in a nice way where it's like, um, it's not as pushy. It's not as salesy, but it took me maybe four something years to figure out how to speak in that fashion. Right. So, that in itself is sales. And I didn't even realize this, but I unconsciously do it now for random things. Like, I remember when I got my iPad first and I was showing Randall my iPad. Yeah. I was like literally trying to sell my iPad for no reason. Cause I mean, i i don't get a cut of it i'm not sponsored by apple but i was like yeah bro look at this the screen moves really well and if you get this apple pen i know you do a lot of graphic design yeah bro it's so accurate you don't gotta use your finger on your phone no more (laughs) like check this out yeah and and dude like next week randall literally buys an ipad (laughs) i'm not even joking like, damn bro hey, you gotta do that for Winners <laughs> Collective bro <laughs> just talk about the pants like bro look yeah, at this dude. fabric look yeah, at my just, crotch look how this makes me feel <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing
0: yeah I think that's a, a, a good one too I, I think like people skills in general you know just to add to that 100% yeah. right because I feel like that's just Something that is is needed, and and I get it. You know, some people say like, "Oh, you don't really need it." You know, especially if you're at home and like making money at home and like doing content (laughs) by yourself or whatever. But it's like, regardless, like I feel like it's a good skill to have. Yeah, and it's like, man, to to get better at it, you just have to like talk to people. Yeah, you're not used to, and like when I say you're not used to, it's it's like, bro, you could literally see like a a a senior, right? Someone who's older, sixty five and above, and then start a conversation with them, and that's one way to build conversation with somebody in that age demographic yeah or if you're at the fucking gym you see a gym bro you know talking to him it's like okay how do you click with that person yeah it's a completely different approach or when you see a a cute girl or somebody a cute person at the bar how do you fucking approach them like yeah it's it's like multiple different scenarios but it's like the way you approach and talk to these people it's going to be different every single time you know and Mm -hmm. so i feel like that is truly a good skill to develop because I could honestly 100% say that like if I didn't have decent people skills, I probably would not have been able to network and meet half the amount of people that I have, you know, so
1: far in yeah. like the last five years. Agreed. Same. Like the people that I surround myself with too, like if I had no people skills, they They would 1000% not even like consider having a conversation with me. Like the ability to engage in meaningful conversation and just like actually like induce thought provoking ideas across with people is a talent in itself. And especially now, like now that I'm really thinking about it with the pandemic, like really making us all six feet apart and everyone at home, (laughs) this is a great skill to double down on because- not a lot of people are going to be practicing uh, public speaking or, or speaking to other people. Right. So whether that's just like communicating with your parents, <laughs> I know some people aren't even doing that these yeah, days. That's yeah. kind of wild. Or like learning to speak with your sibling and learning how to carry a 30-minute conversation, making it an hour conversation, like that is a talent in its own. And then being able to approach people from different demographics, like Daniel was saying, that is huge. Because these days too, like, I mean, just painting one example, you have, like, the, the 70-year-old CEO billionaire. Right, right. And then on the flip side, you have also, like, the 16-year-old <laughs> exactly. millionaire. And it's, yep. like, how you approach and talk to these people are going to be two totally different things. Like, I'm not going to go up to the 70-year-old guy and be like, what's up, dude? Like, how's it hanging? <laughs> yeah, and, to the moon. He's going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then to the to the 16-year-old, like, I'm not going to go up to him and be like, um, excuse me, sir. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Him. Yeah, So having the people skills, huge, huge thing to double down on. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think, Jeremy, you could agree with me on this too. But if I could just say something about this topic, it's also just starting as soon as possible. Oh my God. Yeah. Bro, I wish I started so much earlier, man. Like if there's one, like, like that's it right there and like i try to tell my friends dude the people who want to start something or pursue something like i tell them like dude start now like you have to start now because it's it's so rare for somebody's first business idea to be the winning idea yeah it's gonna take you time man like it's gonna take you failures to get there and like the longer you wait the longer you're just delaying that entire process, you yeah. know, and so, man, if I could tell whoever's listening to this podcast, like, if you're thinking about pursuing some side business or some passion project, fucking do it right now.
1: Like, just trust me. hundred percent. And it's, it's not even just the longer delay that's happening. You're like, on the back end, it's the added responsibilities that's coming in that thing is going to drain you. Imagine if you are 12 years old, you have this crazy fanatic idea and you just put it out there and you pursue it. Like what do you have to worry about as a 12 year old? Like food's always going to be on the table, there's always going to be roof on your head. You have two people if you're lucky, maybe one or foster parents, you know? Like your parents, your parents are going to be taking care of you. Every everything is already given and all you have to do is just focus on that passion, that project, whatever, versus now you're mid twenties. Maybe you just graduated. You got that college debt. You took out a loan. You got to figure out how to pay that. Or maybe you're late twenties. You just got married. You know, that rock on your uh, fiance's ring, that's expensive. (laughs) Like that, that comes with the territory, but it's another responsibility. And all of a sudden, like maybe you really hit it off. You love your partner. All of a sudden you have a kid. That's another head. Like, that is a huge added responsibility. And if you want to do business or pursuing any of these passions, it requires so much attention that if it's not already built in the foundation, it's, it's just not feasibly as possible. I won't say impossible because there are still people out there that can do it, but I'm sure they would all agree that it is that much harder that later in the game,
0: hundred percent. And like to put into perspective, I left the corporate scene, I think it was, like, 25 or 26. And I feel like that was too late, you know? Like, Damn, I, I yeah. personally do, you know? Like, yeah. I wish I did, like, 22, 23, you know? Yeah. But, again, it's just my personal opinion and, like, my own personal journey yeah. th- through this. But, yeah, I, I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah. And then, um, so I actually said 12-year-old, and that's not a number. I just pulled out of my butt. I actually... <laughs> Uh, the other day, I saw this kid selling an NFT. If you don't know what NFTs are, it's a non-fungible token. But basically, it's digital art. Imagine mm-hmm. a digital Mona Lisa. But he was highlighted in the news because he created... Um, it was either... this. Thing, oh, it's called Wacky Whales. Okay. Created this like thing for art and he sold the whole project the project popped off and at 12 he made four hundred thousand dollars that's crazy like maybe i've misquoted a few of these things but that kid does exist look it up it, yeah. i'm pretty sure the number was four hundred thousand but just imagine like when was the last time you had four hundred thousand liquid in hand like and then at 12 that's what i'm saying bro <laughs>
0: like nft is another perfect example bro like i heard about that for the first time during uh the middle of like covid somebody yeah. told me about it and then I, I just didn't understand it they were like yeah it's like digital artwork on the web and i was like so it's like a painting and they're like no it's like literally just on the web and like you spend money and you buy and i was like bro you buy pictures on the internet for like thousands of dollars and they're like yeah, yeah. Like that's gonna be the next big thing and my fucking naive ass like was just like "Huh, that's interesting well i guess i guess i'll wait and see and then yeah. boom fucking the nft market blew up you have, like, people on Mom's Basement, Faze Banks, talking about that shit. Like, Dude. every fucking week, how he's making, like, how he sold an artwork, made, like, 250 ETH. And it's, like, oh my bro, god it's fucking insane.
1: Dude, it's funny because I'm listening to that podcast, too. And I tuned in. And the moment I heard about it, I just jumped on, like, the biggest platform, OpenSea. And I found CryptoPunks. And uh-huh. at that time, bro, I had the chance to buy a CryptoPunk for $15,000. What but, is it at now? So that's the kicker but like hang on before we get there <laughs> it's like like i just got a house put the down payment in like yeah. everything you know financially like that's 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 a big financial yeah. burden and yeah. then like there's a few other things we want to do we want to plan for the wedding and you know we have bills to pay so i was like i don't know if this is going to be a thing but i can't imagine what i would fucking tell my wife if I like bought this little freaking square <laughs> art for $15,000. Dude, I'm just like, imagining Nadia like as soon as she hears that you spent money. On yeah, she's like she's like you spent $15,000 on what? And then like, you know, like of course she's going to be like supportive because that's a big amount of money. Yeah. And then when she sees what I'd show her, like she'd be like, "What? Can you print it out?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, "What?" But now to answer your question, the floor to enter the Cryptopunk space With like 100 is about a million. Holy fuck. Let me, let me fact check that, but it's, Bro. it's really high. And to think that like the floor initially was 15, cause this was a lower punk. It's just like, okay, like that's, that's a, that's a lot of money. But now to hear that, like any investment in that field would have got like into this direction. It's like, dude, what dude, that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, man. But like, that's the whole thing too about like, yeah, if you have like, let's say you had like 50 grand, right? Yeah. And that was like your savings. And then you had to decide what to invest it in. Yeah. You could put all that into Dogecoin, which is what people did. Yeah. And then you could come up if you sell it at the right time. Yeah. Or, you know, you could fuck up and and diamond hand it and then lose all your gains, you know? So it's like, you just don't know, you know? And I feel like that's the part about the risk, right? And some people say high risk, high reward. Yeah. But it's it's scary, you know, especially when you're put into a a predicament like that.
1: Yeah, dude. And okay, so- to fact check it, I was actually off by a couple of digits. Okay. I was off by $600,000, but it's still a big number. The lowest punk available right now is $409,000. Damn. So, if I did spend 15000 and I sold it, I, assuming I bought the cheapest one, I don't think it was the cheapest one actually. Yeah. But, assuming I did, if I sold it right now, it'd be four hundred nine. That's, there it is. And it's, it's the whole like investment should have, would have, could have mentality, but, I think, again, by the end of the day, it really comes down to you like doubling down in your niche and just really pursuing like what you love. Like, if, if collecting digital art and trading that type of stuff is something that like, you're really into, that's what you just got to do. That's what you got to see through. Versus, like, for me, with like the fitness space of inspiring people through fitness content and like being able to actually coach and train them, like, that's what I'm into. So I have to figure out like my own ways to now, like, curate content in that direction like what skills do i need i need people skills need be able to talk sales to close these deals of course and then um camera and video work like that's just the foundation for what this business entails and a big part of it tying this all back together now is i would have never known i needed all of these skills if i didn't start right because at the start i didn't know what i was doing like i there was no way to figure that out and At that time, too, when I started, social media was just on the come up. So there's no blueprint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And and I could say the same thing, like
0: for Winners Collective. I was not a graphic designer. I I did (laughs) not know how to design
1: pieces. Yeah. to, To credit you. When you showed me your like uh, tech packs, I was like, "This looks fucking legit." So I thought Daniel like did this and on like on the side and it was like his passion thing. He was like already (laughs) talented. Like it looks like it's really well done. Oh, thank you, I
0: appreciate that. But yeah, man, like bro, if I were to show you the beginning ones, they were ugly, bro. Like (laughs) I literally had no idea what I was doing. I had Illustrator, and I was just trying to design it. But then, you know, I knew like I just had to keep keep doing it every week yeah. and slowly but surely my shirts started to look less boxy and they looked a little bit more normal long sleeves got easier you know hoodies joggers and all that and so that's also another advantage of starting early you know you're going to yeah. rack up these skills that you can use later on too
1: yeah without a doubt and um something i've been doing for myself too is i'm starting to write everything down I'm starting to journal things but i think a drill that you can do as a listener right now if you're trying to start is write down what your priorities are like what do you really want to do and then what do you need to do to actually live right now and then what do you need what do you need to do to actually start and now look at that list carefully and cross out the things that aren't essential to actually starting whatever it is you're trying to do Mm -hmm. where like Do you have to work out three times a day? You have to work out twice a day or whatever, you know? And I think when you start placing your priorities down and eliminating other extracurricular variables, you realize, like, it doesn't take much effort to start. Right, right. So that's a good recommendation. So if you could
0: walk us through that thought process, like, for example, because I know there's a couple people who always say, like, oh, I want to start something. I just don't know what to start. And so if you could walk us through like a general scenario of like the thought process of, for example, like, like let's say your career. Like, yeah. what would you write down on that list you said? And, you know, how would you kind of navigate through that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my career is an easy one because, I mean, I'm here today because of it. But at that time period, I graduated and I knew I didn't want to go into med school. OK. I was just not excited for it. There's a lot of paperwork and I don't like writing long journals about this i published i published a paper with my supervisor so that was definitely like an indicator i don't enjoy this <laughs> I, I could do it i'm good at it i don't like this yeah but at that time i was lifting three hours a day and sometimes i would show up for two a days sometimes three a days where the third workout was just a light one but it was more so to help someone else right, and like i right. would i would show up to just go help someone else which sounds like absolutely crazy i'm doing this all for free by the way mm-hmm. so it just clicked to me like all right I really love fitness. It's something that no one has to tell me to do. Like, no one has to remind me. I just show up for it because I love it. Right. How can I have a career in fitness? Right. And that's where, like, that whole thought process started happening. Like, right now, what are the avenues to making money in Mm -hmm. fitness? And the only thing that was a clear-cut path was personal training. Right. So, with that in mind, I'm like, all right, what does it take to become a personal trainer? Oh, you need this NASM thing if you want to work corporate or, right. of course, you need testimonials to close this. So right. easiest tangible thing on my head is I don't have any clients, so I don't have testimonials, but I can go get this NASM degree so then all these other places can hire me. Right. Got the NASM certification and now it's just like, all right, how do I get into a gym? Closest gym available right now was the college gym. Right. I went to UCI's gym. I went through the hiring process and it was literally now down to talking. Like, how do I make myself personable? So like I can actually get this job because this is a real interview process. Mm -hmm. And I did my due diligence. I researched the backgrounds of the people hiring me and everything worked out. All of a sudden, I was hired as a personal trainer. Right. Now going through the whole personal training process, I was like, when I train with a client, in that hour of the day i train them that's the only hour that we're on as soon as we leave it's off and they do whatever they want with their diet and we're not seeing the results they want so that's when i knew and it clicked in my head that right now the online space is growing i think if we actually if we are actually able to do stuff online and figure out a way how to tackle the other 23 hours in this person's life that's where the results would come from right so I quit personal training. It was a really hard conversation to have with my girlfriend, now my wife. At the time, mm-hmm. I was telling Nadia, I was like, "This ain't it." And then she was like, "Well, this pays the bills. Like, you gotta, you gotta right, do this." Right. But in my heart, I was like, "It's just not worth the effort because I'm going out here doing this, and p- people aren't seeing the results they want from a sales perspective. If you're paying money for something, you're expecting the results, but right. they're not getting it. Like, this is gonna be a failed thing. So." It was the hardest thing, but I let go of that job to go do social media and figure out how to put this whole business online. I think that's awesome. Like, thank you for sharing that. And, like, the listeners,
0: you pretty much got the roadmap right there. That was a roadmap, yeah. And that's literally. For anything you choose, and like yeah. as you were saying that, I thought about my own own journey. You know, going into fashion, like all mm-hmm. the people I talked to to learn, all the research I did, all the learning I did, and it's the same thing. You know, I know there's people sometimes who say like, "Oh, I want to do this. I just yeah. don't know anything about it." It's like it's okay to not know anything about it because there's going to be a time period where you're going to be stuck in that learning phase. And for Jeremy, you know, that's when you studied for your NASM, your NASM certification. Yeah. For me, it was you know as I was trying to learn how to graphic design and then. After After that, I was researching on how to source and manufacturing pieces. Yeah, And so everything is just going to take time. And it doesn't matter if you're not an expert at it. If you love it, you could still learn because we have YouTube or you have podcasts. You have people who can explain their own journey of starting a brand. Like, hell, we could do that too. Like what it takes to start a brand or what it takes to launch a fitness program or online coaching service. Yeah, You know, there's so many resources out there. And so it's literally just about, how much time you're ready and willing to put into it.
1: Yeah, agreed. And like Daniel said, the sooner you start the better because then you can actually go through the learning process. The most important thing is your willingness to learn because if you're not willing to learn, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be you're not going to be able to make the mistakes you need to to actually pick up the skills, to develop the skills and go in the right direction to move your business forward or your passion forward, whatever that may be. Yeah. No, completely agree. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, dude, just start, just, just start. do it. <laughs> it's honestly, it's to your advantage that you don't know how a certain thing works or how a certain industry operates because by not knowing things, it forces you to become a problem solver. And if you don't find the solution, You make your own solution. And that's actually how a lot of brands start. They make a solution, they find a solution to a problem. And it's because nothing else was out there.
0: Yeah. And to tie it into Jeremy and my own journey right now, it's with this podcast. Like when we started, we had never done podcasting before. Never. But it was literally like, okay luckily for me, like Jeremy had experience with like the right equipment, but that took him mm-hmm. time to research and it took his own experience to say, Hey Daniel, we need to invest in this for higher sound quality. Once we got that, it was like, okay, how can we make these conversations better? And so there was a time period. I'm sure you remember Jeremy, like we were yeah. both listening to our own favorite podcast nonstop. Yeah. We were listening to the host talking, how they interact. And that was all a learning process. And, and I hope that we've gotten better since when we first started, you know, and like we're trying to get better every single day. And now we're at this point where it's like, okay, how can we create and continue to push out valuable content to continue to grow this platform?
1: Yeah. So by you guys listening to us right now, like this is our own trial and error. Like we don't even know if we're going in the right direction with podcasts, but the passion that we have behind it is actually creating and talking about the 20 factor and that's something that excites us that's something that keeps us going and no one has to tell us like bro it's time to make a new podcast like no we're we're here for it so with that as a foundation we're just going to be going through the motions of it like now we're picking up guests I mean we've already had the guests but you guys seem really excited about it too and you love hearing the stories and when we get that feedback something clicks in our head of like oh let's double down on that or let's go in this direction and It's with like without those trials and errors, if we were starting the podcast now, like me and Dan would have no idea what to do or where to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to continue to be a long journey, but it's one that we're here for. And uh, we're just going to adapt to things that work and things that don't. We're just going to move on and, and reshift our focus and keep going.
1: Yeah, dude, without a doubt. So yeah, that's about it for the time we have for the podcast today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you got some value out of this. Those are definitely key, valuable concepts, career foundation building skills that you can just develop on your own at home. And for the record, for example, people have been telling me my video editing skills are really, really good. Like, where did I go to learn it? YouTube. Literally all free YouTube. I didn't know what I wanted until I needed it. And then I just learned it off of YouTube. So those resources, everything out there is available to you right now. Yeah, 100%. And this was a
0: fun topic, Jeremy. Good call on this one. And for this episode, let's do something different. Could we say, you know, rather than using an emoji, can we have our listeners comment on our last post and say one business or side project that they've always wanted to pursue, but they haven't yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please put that down in the comment. And we'll respond to you and maybe even give you pointers if we can. Or, of course, we love to see you and just encourage you all yeah, of the sure. way.
0: Yeah, encourage. we'll encourage you 100%. You yeah. know, we want
1: you to start on this journey as soon as possible. Hell yeah. Oh, one more thing before we go. Exclusive to Spotify, they now have a Q&A section. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can actually answer this question What do you want to hear for the next podcast? Go ahead and write it there in the Spotify box and then we'll be on the lookout for that. Yep, sounds good. All right, that's it for this one. We'll see you next time. Peace, later.
0: And on one final note, just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 820 a.m.
1: And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution all the way up to 9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.